All right, welcome back to the Nourish and Free podcast, where we like to discuss how to live your life nourished and healthy while being free from all the stress and anxiety that comes along with food rolls and diet culture and just misinformation that we have a lot of exposure to today. So I'm super excited about today's episode because I'm here with actually a former client of mine, Elizabeth, and she's a registered respiratory therapist who happens to also be an ex-Optavia coach. And Elizabeth, my first question for you is, am I pronouncing Optavia right? Or is it Optavia? (laughs) No, a lot of people do say Optavia when they first come into it, but it's actually Optavia. Oh, great. So I got it. Yes, you've got the lingo correct. <laughs> <laughs> and my phone always autocorrects it too whenever I'm typing it out to Octavia or like octopus. So that's always fun. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you came on the show though. And I'm really excited to hear your perspective. I, um, I did a shoot. I should probably check the date. I'll put a link in the show notes, but I did a, like a dietitian review from my perspective on what I think about this diet. And um, that was a while ago. So I've got a podcast episode on that and an article. But I mean, overall, spoiler alert, I kind of feel like it's just one of the worst diets of all time. So I'm excited to hear from you. Hands down. <laughs> and hands hear, down. <laughs> and hear your perspective of what it was like to be a coach. So why don't you start off with actually just filling us in on how you got hooked up with Optavia in the first place yeah. and kind of what brought you into that world? Yeah, so I was your typical victim of Optavia, if you will. Typically, from an Optavia standpoint, even as a coach, we kind of like to target, um, how do I put this nicely, women mostly, but either couples and or people that are on the heavier side, you know, just by basing on just looking at their Facebook or Instagram or, you know, whatever, wherever you can find pictures of them. And that's what I mean. I kind of fell prey to that because it was your typical MLM. Everybody starts adding you on Facebook and you have no mutual friends or one mutual friend. And then you deep dive into their profile and think, hmm, why did they really add me? And then you see something about Mm -hmm. some sort of something that they're selling. So Mm -hmm. I didn't really think anything of it at the time just because I knew the whole like unique the makeup, the color street, the nails. I feel like everybody in my DMs was either an MLM or somebody from Facebook Marketplace, honestly. Hey, girl. So, yes. Hey, girl. I noticed that you (laughs) added me on Facebook. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, So, yeah, I definitely fell prey to that and had someone that, you know, not very many mutual friends reach out. And, of course, they butter you up like, oh, I see, like, what's going on in your life and your kids are so cute. You know, hit you really hit you on that personal level that thinking they might actually care or were actually interested in being your friend, whether it's on Facebook or real life. And really, it was just that hook, line and sinker to get you to have conversation. And oh, by the way, like I am an independent coach for a company. And I know like you, I'm a busy mom and blah, 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 blah. You know, they're typical. So yeah, I fell prey, whatever you want to call it to that. And I was seriously struggling because I was in the trenches of my second child, newborn phase, breastfeeding, gaining so much weight because I'm breastfeeding. I also had my kids 16 months apart. So I hadn't really lost all the baby weight from my first baby. 
super vulnerable, super down, super, super down about like just my body in general, my eating habits in general. And I was, you know, convinced that I was done having kids then. And I just, I had to bounce back. That's what all these women do. They just bounce back when, no, you don't. Let's be honest. No, you don't. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. The pressure is insane. Right. So I had C-sections back to back. So of course my Mm. stomach um, hung a little bit lower than all of my friends that were having vaginal deliveries. And yeah. Yeah. Just overall hard on myself. So when she reached out, I was like, I don't care what, I don't care what it is. I don't care how much it costs. Like I, I'm doing this. Like if this yeah. is your true claim to fame and this is what's going to get my body to bounce back, then I, I'm here for it. So that's kind of what, how I yeah. got into as a client. And that's interesting. Cause I think you, you speak to something that's happening a lot with women is that they're in a vulnerable position where they're like, yeah. I don't care what it takes. I just want to get this weight off of me. I just want to get back to my old body, especially postpartum. There's so much vulnerability there. And I mean, would you say that like just that vulnerability in and of itself kind of makes you an easy sell where you're just like, well, I don't even care. Like, just let's try it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly I remember telling her, I'm like, I literally don't care what I need to do is mm. because I will do it. I will do it. I don't care if I have to pay money. I don't care if it's a pill. I don't care if it's a drink. I really don't care what it is. But if you're going to tell me that I can lose like 15 pounds, 20, 30 pounds in a month, I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Which is kind of what happened, which is actually disgusting because I, you know, I went on to lose 110 pounds in eight months. And Jeez. at the time I was like, there is nothing on this planet that would ever I was so grateful. Like nothing would ever do this for me. There is no way, no how, there's nothing, no other diet, no other, you know, plan that would help me lose 110 pounds in eight months. And now I see that. So at the time, (laughs) yeah. So at the time you were like grateful for that, right? You were like, man, this is amazing. At that point, I was also like deep in the trenches of the brainwash that came with it though too. So Yeah. yeah. So tell me about what it was like being on it i mean you were really excited right because you were losing weight but what about the actual fuelings and just day-to-day what was it like being on optivia so their claim to fame i guess their hook line and sinker is that the first month you're just learning like healthy habits they're teaching you all these habits which is really nothing outside of they're teaching you that you need to be in a caloric deficit to lose weight which we all know that. We all know that that's mm-hmm. how you lose weight. But the Shocker. way that they went about it, <laughs> right? What? The way that they went about it is if you eat more frequently in smaller amounts, you won't even realize that you're only eating between 700 and 800 calories a day. You won't even realize that. Mm-hmm. And it's true because what happens is your body is now trained that starvation is normal. And you don't really get mm-hmm. hungry. And they would say, well, it's because the fuelings have all these things that they that you need in it. It has the protein, the carbs, the fat, and yeah. everything that you need in it. So it's not actually, you know, your body compensating for that or adapting to that lifestyle. It's because the fuelings are just so great. But if you like to have diarrhea at, you know, any <laughs> point in the day, I mean, yes, the fuelings are great. <laughs> But again, I didn't care what I was doing as long as I was losing this freaking weight and getting my body to bounce back. I didn't care. I would go through the trenches of the diarrhea and all of the things to lose this weight because that's where I was at. But essentially, yes, they teach you that, you know, here's your healthy habits. We're going to eat 
smaller meals, frequent, more frequent meals during the day to keep your metabolism up. That's what they would say. So you would eat five fuelings yeah. a day. They were around 100 calories a day. And then you would have one meal, which is, they would say, keep it between 300 and 500 calories. Definitely not over 1,000 a day. Okay. So you mentioned that it really doesn't get over a thousand calories a day, right? Does that ever change for people or is it always like the same caloric amount, no matter who it is? So they said, you know, what they would try to coach you into is that eventually, you know, we don't want you to be on these fuelings forever. We're just trying to instill these healthy habits, really get the weight off as quick as we can. That way, you know, you're in that mindset that like I'm losing. And that was the other thing. Oh, the fat burn stage is what they would refer to it as is after about three or four days of eating these fuelings and, you know, eating the Optavia way that you would be in this fat burn stage and you would just be so energized. And so, you know, you were sleeping good, probably like low-key dying at the end of the night because you didn't have enough calories, sleeping good, and you would just be in this state of fat burn that it would be, you know, the greatest feeling on earth. And I truly think that that was all in my head. I do think that I had periods of, oh my gosh, like I feel like a million bucks, but I think it was, I saw the scale moving. So obviously I'm on that adrenaline rush of, holy crap, this is really working. But if I were to try to eat 800 calories today, I would heal over at the end of the day, knowing that I did not eat enough. So I know that that was probably mostly in my head. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because just like the psychology that goes behind what your motivations are, like it really can propel you into doing things that physiologically just aren't exactly ideal. And right. It didn't make any sense at all. (laughs) Looking back. Yeah. But when you're so determined, like you were to lose the weight and you're seeing that like positive feedback of like, oh, the scale's moving down and and that's your primary goal. Then it's, it's easy to get stuck in that and just feel like you're doing the right thing. And like, yeah, of course, at some point you're going to be burning fat. If you're starving yourself for months at a time, you're also burning muscle. You're also burning all kinds of tissue in your body. And that's like, of course, what they don't tell you. Correct. (laughs) Your body's going to be breaking everything down. Um, yeah, to try and survive. Yeah. So what did the process look like then from you transitioning to being just a client to being a coach for them? So I, as a client, obviously, you know, anybody that loses weight, you're going to post about it on social media some way, somehow, or you're going to post a picture and somebody's going to see you and they're going to point out. Always uh, by the before <laughs> and after side by side. It's so clear to me when somebody's on that program because they do the side by side before and after. Yeah. It's like the pic collage. Like it's <laughs> like so on brand. Do they tell you to do that specifically or is that just like part of the culture? Yes. And honestly, they always say like use pic collage, pic collage. I don't know if that's like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they have some sort of like, uh, you know, partnership with them. I'm not really yeah, sure, but do. yes, the, <laughs> The increased downloads of pit collage over the last couple of years have got to be like through the roof. <laughs> yeah. I can just, I, because yes. And also they never say what program, which I think is such a red flag. So I'm curious too. And we'll, we'll definitely get to the question too about you becoming a coach, but was that something that they recommended you guys do is refrain from saying what program you were on until you really hooked yes. people in? Yes. And it wasn't until I became a coach that I really, truly realized like, 
it's not an MLM. It's a, it's a cult. It's a freaking cult. Like everybody that is in it, everything that they have, you do all of the expectations is, it's just, it's just like, definitely like a cult like mentality. But as far as like, you know, becoming a coach, it was more, you know, people were seeing my pictures that I post, whether it was a before and after or not, it was, you know, what are you doing? Like you, I literally lost 110 pounds in eight months. So people are obviously that's red flag. Hello. Um, she lost half of herself in the last eight months, but yeah, it was mostly people reaching out. And my coach was like, you know, is anybody asking about like your weight loss? Like, what are you telling them? And, you know, I would tell her that I was sharing things and you know, whatnot. And she's like, you know, you could make so much money as a coach. Like Mm. you really should think about being a coach. And it was just a little like subtle hints like that. But then she got her coach and her coach's coach in it. And we're like, Hey, we notice a lot of people, there's a lot of traction, like on your post of like your before and after, or like your most recent picture that you posted. And people are really wondering what you're doing. Like, have you considered coaching? Like it's, there's financial freedom in coaching too. And at the time (laughs) I was not making, yes, I'm a respiratory therapist, but I wasn't making the greatest money. Like the job that I was at, I mean, as a a respiratory therapist, it was definitely on the low end. Like I was making like $22 an hour and I had two kids in daycare. So again, I'll do anything. Yeah, for, you're basically you know, making anything then. <laughs> right. Like financial freedom and weight loss. Like, hello, I'm here for it. I'll, yeah, again, I will do whatever it very, takes. It's a very sexy offer. Yes. Yes. For anybody that is, vul- I mean, vulnerable or not. I mean, that's a really good offer. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I got into coaching. Cause it was like, you know, you really only need five clients and you're going to be making like a thousand dollars a month. And sure. I mean, they weren't kidding, but they didn't tell me, you know, what, what was, really included in the coaching other than the financial freedom aspect of it. They didn't tell me that I would have to, once I got coaches under me, I would have to coach them, which I'm disgusted and embarrassed over how many people I coached into. It's basically like I had this like hogwash mindset over this with this cult mentality I literally just brainwashed a bunch of people underneath me. And I went back to a couple of girls that I coached that I'm still friends with on social media and like apologize. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Like, I truly hope like you're doing well because I know how much I struggled after the fact. And like, I just hope that you're doing well. And I hope that, you know, you've gotten out of that Optavia mindset that was, you know, supposed to be this holy grail for the rest of your life, whether it be financial freedom or weight loss or, you know, getting your body back after babies, like whatever it was, like, I truly hope like you're doing well. Yeah. That's powerful. If you felt like you had to go back and apologize to people, because I mean, you were just doing what you were told essentially and what you were taught and what I was trained to do. Yeah. And to eventually get out of that and zoom out and be like, oh shoot, that I don't love the impacts that that had. I mean, I think that's great that you have been able to hopefully reconcile with people and, and pick up the pieces there, but also like just some grace for you. You were doing what you thought was best at the time, you know? Right. Right. So, yeah. I mean, tell us more. Why do you feel like it was a cult and what kind of expectations did they have on you? So once you started coaching, um, obviously <laughs> you got to download pit collage. Um, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, the other thing was about the whole, not, you're not allowed to say what the diet is and they would tell you, you know, you have two choices. You can represent yourself or you can represent Optavia. And I was always like, well, 
why wouldn't you want people to know like you're Optavia? And they said, this is literally what they said. If they know what diet you're promoting, that gives them the opportunity to Google it. And if they see anything bad, they might not take your bait. Mm, And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to do my own Google search. And obviously I was definitely brainwashed. I'm like, oh, these are people that probably didn't have success on the program or I tried every diet under the sun. Nothing's going to work for me. But yeah, Google was not, it was just not good. So Mm -hmm. it went as down to like, even if you posted your fuelings, which you were supposed to, there was a requirement for how many posts you would post a day. There was a group on how to gain traction in your business. And pretty much it was like on Monday, you're going to post four before and afters on Tuesday. You're going to post your fueling on Wednesday. You're going to post like, cause there's a healthy habits book, which I definitely have burned and hopefully the ashes are blowing away somewhere. I think um, I this actually. <laughs> they had a copy of it online somewhere. And is that the one where they tell you, they give you tips on how to like eat out at a restaurant? Yes. Mm, yes yes down to everything that's what you would do on wednesday and then on thursday you would post like your own personal story and then on friday you would post like a friend or family because that was more personal and you can resonate with it like there were things there they were called boot camps like like gain traction in your business or like business boot camp or whatever it was to help you know make it not so cult-like but this is what we're going to do to gain more people So even when you were posting your fuelings or posting like a snippet from the book that you're reading, it was, you always covered up the Optavia because you don't want people to Google or figure out what the diet is because it's not a diet. We're getting away from that diet mindset. It was a hundred percent of diet. Okay. It was a hundred percent of diet because you could not sustain this way of living for the rest of your life. So yeah, it was cover up. Don't show any part of the book. Don't show any part of the feelings. Like I would post fueling pictures of the feelings with my thumb over the Optavia um, logo and then post about it. And that literally, that was another thing. They're like, if you do that, people are going to send you messages that are like, Hey, what is this? Like, what, what is, you know, what are you eating? And then there's another opportunity for you to share your business with them. Totally. Hook, line and sinker. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's so telling that they don't want people Googling it. And I can see the, like on one side of it, I can see what they mean where it's like, okay, we don't want people to just like Google it and then figure it out on their own maybe. But it sounds like they were more concerned about, and then what I mean is like not sign up, but it's like what they were more concerned about is like, we don't want them to see the bad press. And I mean, Optavia used to be Metafast and then (laughs) it went through a lawsuit. (laughs) And yes. Loss, and that's, too. yes. And yep. so it's like, do you really care about your coaches or do you just want to continue to make money? And you know that if people associate this with the bad press, they're going to realize how much of a scam it is. Right. Yeah. And we were told to never talk about Metafast. And if anybody brought it up, like, is it? Yes, it was once Metafast, but we are no longer. And Optavia has changed and evolved greatly since then. No, no, it's literally the same thing. Like it yeah. is the same thing. I think it wasn't the difference. Like Metafast was just the feelings before. And then they added on the coaching side of it with Optavia. Is like that right? The healthy habits book. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas Metafast, they're like, you know, you didn't get support with Metafast. It was kind of like, it was kind of like Nutrisystem where like you buy yeah. the food, you eat the food and then the results come where Optavia, obviously, you know, they coach you through the hell that you're actually going to live and have the support system of other people that are also swimming through hell with you. And you guys can like sympathize together, which makes it better. Right. (laughs) 
Brutal. So what's something that, I mean, you already brought up a lot of really good things, but is there something that you wish people knew about Optavia before they got hooked in and joined? I mean, first and foremost, it's not cheap. Like $400, but probably between four and $600 a month is what you're going to be spending, which they'll tell you that you could get it cheaper because occasionally your coaches will have like these credits, which is really just taking their own earnings and putting it towards yours to make it look better. Hmm. Um, so that is the first thing. The second thing is you don't realize that reverse dieting, I had never heard of it, but if you don't want to gain everything back and then some, I don't really know any way around it because you're obviously not going to eat 800 calories for the rest of your life. And at some point your body's going to adapt to the 800 calories to where you eat 850 and you're going to gain weight back. Um, the mindset is if anything, it put me in a more of a diet mindset than I had ever been in because I was so conscious of everything that I put in my body, not from a healthy standpoint, but from a, it better not be more than a hundred calorie standpoint, because that's what my feelings were. And that's how I was able to keep my weight off is because I knew my feelings were only a hundred calories. So literally going to the store and buying those hundred calorie snack packs was what I did for a couple weeks after I stopped. Another thing is like the hair loss. Oh my God, you're going to lose massive amounts of hair. And that is a couple um, girls that I coached or that were also clients that I know about have come back to me and they're like, dude, did you lose like hair on Optavia? Because like, I, I actually had a client of mine send me a picture and she had bald spots on her scalp from doing Optavia Mm -hmm. just because the nutrients aren't there. If you don't take care of your body, your hair, skin, and nails are going to be the first signs to show that. So that's another thing. But also I think you said it in the beginning is like just the pure muscle loss. Like, yes, my body was small and yes, I got down to a disgusting, sickening weight, but my body was so flabby because I had lost all the muscle. And like, now I'm at a state where I enjoy going to the gym. I enjoy lifting weights because I love the endorphins. I love the dopamine hit I get from simply fueling my body. And I don't work out because, oh, I just had a cheeseburger. Now I need, now I need to go work it off. No, yeah. I go because I feel freaking phenomenal after the gym. And I know that my body's going to continue burning calories after the gym. And so I don't really care. I don't care what I'm going to, what I'm going to eat for the rest of the day or what I ate, because I know how my body feels after the gym, but trying to rebuild that muscle now. Oh, for someone that's super impatient, like I just hate it's, I think I beat myself up more for that, that I put myself through Optavia to lose so much weight because I didn't think about the muscle at the time. And muscle takes so long to build that. Like, that's my goal right now is just to build some of my muscle back. And I know it's taking a while and I know it's, you know, a consequence of my own actions of choosing Optavia. Mm-hmm. So I would say, unless you're looking to Never build muscle again in your life, lose all of your hair, spend a lot of your money, and then spin your tires trying to get back into a somewhat normal, not diet, just literally a way of living normally, enjoying your family, enjoying the things that you eat, and being able to go out and not stress over what food you're going to come across. Mm. Just don't. 
just yeah. just don't even if you see Octavia, you run the other way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you see the side by side photos and no branding, you run the other way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, I mean, you brought up something really important here, which is these these clinical signs of malnutrition, which is number one, the hair loss. Number two, you're eating like eight to 900 calories a day. And then three, you've lost, I mean, you said like basically half of yourself in eight months. Clinically, that is malnutrition. And that's something that you could get diagnosed for in a hospital and then or reimbursement from insurance, you know, like it's, it's yeah. serious. And that's what these companies are facilitating and promoting and encouraging is getting you to a state of absolute malnourishment and pretending like it's something to be praised. And it's something that's normal and it's exciting because now you get to start selling yes. more people on it and you get to bring in more money and have financial freedom. But I mean, really, it is pushing people into a dangerous, nutritionally, what's going on there is dangerous and physically it's so bad. It can break down your heart muscle. Like it, it can do so many things that put you in a very bad position. And so I really worry about this with other people, like how far it's going, you know, it, losing over a hundred pounds is insane in that short of amount of time. And it's just, I, I wonder how many people are going through the same thing and then having some physical consequences. And I've even heard of like gallstones with Optavia and I can imagine like the heart issues people are having and it's just, it's scary. So what yeah. made you, what was kind of your breaking point then where you were like, I'm disillusioned. I see the flaws. I'm out. So there, I think that's what came with coaching was like the deeper in you got the more people were in your business. So my coach started to get more in my business. Like it was like, she wasn't checking on me to see how you're doing or like, Hey, what are you doing today? It was basically like, how many clients have you talked to today? Are you checking in on your clients? But it got to the point of like gaslighting where they would ask you like, you know, you've got like 20 people underneath you. Like, how does that make you feel? I'm like, well, obviously good. Like I'm making, you know, good money and I'm, you know, supporting 20 people. And then they would say things like, well, do you think you're managing them well? And I'm like, well, I think, I think so. Yes. And they would say, well, well, how, like, how do you know you're supporting them? Well, like, what are some things that you're doing? So then it got to the point where I'm like, are you asking me because you think that I'm actually not doing good? Or are you genuinely like worried about like my coaching and you want me to succeed and you want me to get more people? So it kind of got to that point, which is kind of where I was really off put by it because again, I had two small kids, so I couldn't make coaching my life. Mm -hmm. And my coach didn't like that. You know, she's like, you got to spend more time on, you know, they would have weekly, I think it was on Wednesdays, like weekly calls with Dr. A, who is like the founder of Octavia. Um, Dr. Anderson, I believe his name so is. Um, Dr. A. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> So like you would get on, they want you to be on these, you know, educational calls and it would be like, why aren't you hopping on them? Like, do you want to grow? Like, or is this not something you're interested in? Or, you know, if you can't manage your clients, like, right. Like if you can't manage your clients or if you're not willing to jump on these like educations to like grow, grow your business, like I'm willing to like take over, you know, some of your clients. Well, of course you are. Cause that's uh -huh. like five to 10 grand that you're going to be taking from me. So 
then I felt like my coach, she actually went behind my back to two of my clients that were going to be potential coaches for me. And my, both of those clients came to me and were like, Hey, like, you know, she's really talking to us about coaching. Like, would she be, would we be under her? Or would we be under you? And I'm like, no, like you would be under me. And then she's like, well, she told us that we could call Optavia's like customer support and tell them that we wanted to be under her and we wouldn't have to be oh, under you. And I'm like, oh. okay, so I see what's going on. It was like, my coach was like, almost like cherry picking my clients that she thought would be good coaches and then going behind my back and doing the same thing that she did to me. Whereas like, oh my gosh, like, I think you really should be, I think you would be a great coach, like this financial freedom, this, you know, your success story, like doing the same thing she did for me but with my clients. So I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I don't want to pick up any more clients. Like I want to finish like my clients, like coaching them out. And that was the goal was you get your client and you keep them until they want to be a coach. And then they're on your, on their own. And that was, I was like, I'm just not interested in it anymore. And it was like, I really need to step back and think like, is it making me happy? And honestly, it wasn't, it was stressing me out more than anything. And that's when I started to kind of be like, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to eat. Like, I'm just going to eat whatever I want. I'll do my feelings like during the week and then I'll eat whatever I want on the weekends. And when I tell you my weight in a month probably shot up like 25 pounds and that was only eating like decent amount of food, like not junk food, not fast food, normal food with my family on the weekends only and doing fuelings during the week. I shot up like 20, 25 pounds the first month that I was basically off Optavia. Yeah. Like absolutely disgusting. And I know my body was like, thank God we're coming out of starvation, but. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Well, yes. And your body was like, I'm not even sure that we're out of it for real. So I need to like preserve everything that we got here. (laughs) And all of it. Hold on to this. (laughs) Yeah. And plus Optavia is so low carb that just on a cellular level, you're gaining all of this water weight back that you lose on a low carb diet. So it's like a lot of that wasn't even fat it like that would have been very surprising if even half of that was fat like a lot of that was probably like more tissue coming back into play and water and all of that but of course when you're going through that it's like oh my gosh i just gained like 25 pounds of straight fat like <laughs> right 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 i'm like oh okay i'm going to on my way to be fat again it's fine mm-hmm. and then i got pregnant so but i was able to like manage through my pregnancy it was just it was just so different because i felt like almost like when you're stuck on a stranded island and you've mm-hmm. ate twigs and berries for <laughs> a little over a year and you finally get rescued and you make it to civilization and back to an actual town that has like any food you want in it. And it's like, do I eat it? Because no, like I was so freaking scared to even, I don't think I touched fast food for probably a solid six months. I didn't touch it for the sheer fact of, I was so scared that anything that I put in my body that I was, I was going to blow up. Like I was, if I looked at a cheeseburger, I was certainly going to gain 15 pounds from looking at the cheeseburger. So as all these healthy habits that they taught was no scare tactics is what I would call them (laughs) because it was horrible. It was frightening to go back to the real world. Mm. Circling back really quick. When you're a coach, do you earn commission based off of the people that you bring up to be a coach? Yes. So that's why you're kind of, you get as many clients as you can, and then you pick out which clients you think would be coaches and then kind of coach them up to, be a coach and then you get commission off of them, but also you get commission off your clients as well. I mean, don't get me wrong. The money was phenomenal. 
until tax season and you realize that one, they don't take out taxes. So you had to pay back in taxes, mm-hmm. but taxes for the little bit so of, great. <laughs> right. They so I mean, <laughs> yes. And it was, it was great. I mean, it was good money, but I robbed innocent people is basically what the way that I look at it now, like looking back, like innocent, vulnerable people. That's what I feel like. It was just like straight robbing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a diet right there. Right. Highly profitable, preying on vulnerable people, low-cal diary yep. or low-cal diet that leads to malnutrition. Like that's, that's a diet if I've ever seen one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious when you decided to leave, was there pushback? Oh yeah. Oh, so much pushback. Like, you know, what do you want to do with your clients? Well, I honestly don't care. Like I'm leaving. Like I don't, I, at that point, I didn't care what my clients did. Like mm-hmm. I really didn't feel like I was connecting with a whole lot of them anyways. I felt like my coach had stolen 90% of them stolen, you know, Jeez. cause they're, you know, our income. <laughs> yeah. Um, she had, you know, went behind my back to kind of take a lot of mine under her wing. And a lot of them were going to her for things. And that was kind of like, she, that again, the gaslighting, she's like, well, why do you think they're coming to me and not you? Oh my God. Well, because you're the one reaching out to them and they know that you're, you know, way deeper in this business and probably know more than I do. So of course they're going to go to you for support. Like, I'm going to go to a professional before I go to, you know, personal opinion. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah there was definitely pushback. Um, definitely. Like, are you sure this is what you want to do? Um, you know what this has done for your family? You know, you know what the program has done for you? Like, are you sure this is what you want to do? And after I said wow. yes, like that was it. Like they took me out of all their little Facebook groups. I would say 80% of the coaches that I was friends with um, unfriended me on Facebook Oh, wow. Um, and I don't know that's, if that's like a, we're afraid so she's going to bash us or we don't really need you in our lives anymore because you're not making us money. So yeah. either way. Yeah. Either way, that's probably how it came across. Like, oh, I guess you don't care about me anymore yeah. you're not making money off of me. Correct. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brutal. So you yeah. were on the program for eight months, became a coach. How long did you, were you coaching for before you left? I think I was a coach for like six months. I know it was not as long as I was a client. Sure. So So, overall, you were in the program for about a year and a couple months, a year and some change. So then you left. At what point did you reach out to me? Because I do remember you saying very specifically, you were like, something needs to change. I'm afraid to eat grapes right now. And I know that's not okay. (laughs) Right. I mean, fruit. I mean, that was the other thing on Optavia. You don't eat fruit because it's too high in carbs and sugar. So oh I didn't have a single fruit for almost a year because you did not eat fruits on Octavia. You didn't yeah. eat fruits. It's just I not just... right. If you wanted to eat something, it was strawberries, blueberries, or raspberries. That's it. Cause those were like, you know, oh, quote, the ba- the yes, the berries. Are yes. Good. The berries. You can only have berries. So yeah, I think it, if it has carbs in it, you put that stuff down. Um, so Um, I would say like it had to be within probably three months because I know that I had started gaining, I had started gaining my weight back. And it was like, even if I wanted to maintain my weight, even if it, even if I wanted to slow down my weight loss or build muscle or anything at this point, like I had no other, I feel like anything diet related or anything that I knew about good food, bad food, healthy food, junk food 
was out the window because the only mindset that I could focus on was whatever goes in my body has to be a hundred calories or less. Like you can eat five times a day as long as it's a hundred calories or less. So I'm literally Googling like how many calories in a cup of grapes, how many calories in two ounces of chicken. Like it was down to that point. And honestly, yeah, I, I think that's when I reached out to you. Cause I was like, there's something has got to change, which I mean, our, I think, I don't even remember how we got to be friends on Instagram, but it was just like a couple things that you're posting about, you know, get out of that diet mindset. And I'm like, Oh, this is Jesus. Jesus sent me her because I need to get out of the diet mindset as well. Some way, somehow. And again, I was like, I don't care what the price is. I don't care what, what it takes as long as I can undo whatever happened with Optavia. And I know that I went into Optavia is like, I don't care what the, what it takes. I don't care what the money is. I don't care, you know, what I have to do. If I have to stand on my head, I, I don't care. I want to do it. Yeah. And that's kind of how I felt with your program is like, I didn't care what it costs. I, as long as I can get back to somewhat normalcy and out of this body dysmorphia diet mindset. And I mean, even when I hear the word diet out of anybody's mouth, I'm just like repulsed by it anymore. Like, please stop. Yeah. Instant. Bar. Please stop. <laughs> right. Yeah. Instant bar. Yeah. So what was it like for you then going through my process and having my philosophy, you know, being exposed to that? Do you feel like it was worth it for you then? Hands down. And like, I've told a couple of my clients that I had with Optavia is like, look, look, this is what I had to do. This is how much it costs. And I promise you it will be worth every freaking penny because just going through the process was like, it was almost like I got like everything prior to Optavia, like the brain cells that I had lost, the hair that I had lost, <laughs> what my body needs. Like I remember um, one of the first times that I think it was maybe in one of your first modules was basically just like go out and eat like something that makes you happy. And I remember messaging you and I was like, dude, I just ate a quesadilla from Taco Bell <laughs> and like, I don't know how I feel right now about this talk, this freaking Taco Bell that I just ate. And you said to me, your body needed to eat. So you ate. And yeah. that has stuck with me for what? I think it's been three years, two and a half years since I did your yeah, yeah program. And it's just like, yeah, you're right. You know, my body does need to eat. And after I eat, I don't need to punish my body for it because I was freaking hungry. And mm -hmm. yes, was it the healthiest choice? Probably not. Am I going to feel the greatest after I eat it? Probably not. But am I going to go to the gym and beat myself up over it for the rest of the day? Absolutely not. Yeah. Because my body needed to eat. Yeah, exactly. Which did, I mean, debatedly, that made it healthy for you if that was what you needed and you'd been starving for like 14 right. months. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't yeah. gain 50 pounds after that one quesadilla, I promise. So. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it has been a while. It's been about two, two and a half years since you finished. So, I mean, I think one of my favorite things is to hear long-term wise how that type of a process has affected my clients. So where do you feel like you're at now with your relationship with food and, and your health? Oh my God. It's uh, tenfold better than where I was at with Optavia. Um, I did actually end up circling around and getting all of my hormones checked after Optavia about... Oh, Six months yeah. ago, I did. And they were, as to be expected, they were pretty shitty. <laughs> um, and I know, like, 
because after Optavia, I also, I started on like ADHD medications, which ended up being mom burnout and it wasn't actually ADHD. So from that standpoint, I was then on Adderall, which is obviously not good for your body either, which is, you know, a totally other subject in itself. But as far as like the diet, like just my mentality after like going through the program is just realizing that you have to eat, like you have to fuel your body. Is it always going to be the best? No, but as long as you don't, and that's the other thing I feel like I learned the most is like binging is I binge so much because for 14 to 16 months, I couldn't have anything. So now, you know, with your program, I was able to, you know, you eat as much as you want and then you stop because you can have it again later if you want. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just, a lot of the times I'll find myself like leaving food on my plate, which I know is something that I learned from you as well. It's like, just because something is on your plate doesn't mean you have to eat it all. And I think that, you know, a lot of even kids these days still have parents that are like, you've got to finish your food. You have to finish your plate. You have to finish your meal. You have to finish your dinner. And I know that I came from that kind of household, but then I was, you know, on dieting and then, you know, I would make a plate of food and obviously I can't be wasteful. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, just leaving food on my plate is something else that I learned that I still, I still do to this day is because, okay, put it away and eat it later, or maybe eat it tomorrow. But just because it's on your plate doesn't mean you have to eat it, which Mm -hmm. is something I did not learn until I went through your program. So that was Mm -hmm. another one that I still use to this day. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like some of the things that we talked about and you learned through working with me has stuck with you, which is like, Yes. That's what I always want to hear. Oh, yes. Oh, (laughs) yes. Yes. That it was actually. And if anybody asks me like after, like after Optavia, like, you know, what did you do? Like the first thing I say is like, you know, here's her Instagram. This is what you do. First (laughs) and foremost, this is what you do. You reach out and you pay your money and you do your things because it's worth every freaking minute of your time and every penny that you have to pay to go through this. And like, honestly, thinking about it, it's so like, it just makes sense. It just Mm -hmm. makes sense. I guess that's, yeah. Well, any other thoughts that you have on Optavia, other long-term effects that you notice that you want people to know about? Yeah. Anything that we missed that you want to bring up? Just like long-term effects. Like I said, the whole muscle wasting, the I mean, I did nothing but instill a diet mindset in me as much as they try to tell you, you know, get out of the diet mindset. That is the only thing brainwashing diet mindset that it got me into the hair loss, the hormones. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's just, I wish I could say something good about it. Like I really wanted to be that. I don't want to be totally pessimistic about it. And I was trying to think ever since you asked me to come on here is like, what is one good thing? Like, I got out of Optavia and like, I've thought about this for like a couple of weeks. I can't, I cannot think of anything. I maybe the friendships, but like I said, I'm only friends with, you know, maybe one or two people of the almost probably 50 to 75 people that I either coached with or coached, you know, under me. Like, I wish I could think of something positive, but I know I wish I would have never done it, done it, but I guess maybe there's my positive, you know, because I did it. I obviously learned a lot about bad side of, you know, effects of basically malnourished, like being malnourished and malnourishment. is just horrible. And I guess maybe the other good thing is I went through it, you know, when my kids were young enough that they didn't see me go through it because I have a daughter and 
I know like kids are bullies. I know that, you know, girls get made fun of for being overweight. I mean, boys get made fun of for being overweight too, but I feel like, you know, little girls, it's definitely, it's definitely worse on little girls. And knowing that I have a daughter that didn't have to see me go through that horrible time that I put my body through and my mind through and coming out of it. Like, I'm glad it was then and not now because she's mm-hmm. six and I cannot imagine the questions that she would have and the things that she would be seeing from a six-year-old standpoint of like, why is mommy doing this? And I can't, I guess I'm thankful that I went through it at the time that I did. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good way to put a positive spin on it. It's just like, you know what, because I went through such a horrible experience, I learned a lot about what not to do, you know? Correct. (laughs) Whenever, yeah. Whenever you go something horrible through something horrible, that's at least what you can learn from it is like, okay, now I know what I don't want in my life or what I don't want to continue doing or continue feeling like. And, um, now I know like what I want to do with my daughter and in terms of her, like what I instill in her with body image and food habits and everything and, and your sons too, obviously, but it's, yeah, like you said, it's a little bit different with girls. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I can't tell you enough how much this is a rock star episode and I can't wait for people to listen to this. Like seriously, I know I'm sure <laughs> yes. it's intimidating to talk about it, especially when you're coming from something that feels like such a cult mentality. And I'm sure you got backlash for leaving. It's probably a little bit scary to talk about it publicly. So I appreciate you a lot for that. And yeah, I know it's going to save a lot of people the trouble, the money, God, I the hope time, so. the malnourishment. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So thanks so much, Elizabeth. It was so good chatting with you and I'm so glad you're still doing well oh. after working together. It's been a joy to stay connected with you and see how you've been doing. So I'm really yes. great, grateful yes. for you. Yes. Thank you for you. Just being you. 